in a world of remakes, reboots, and really bad films. Two voice actors set out to restore light to the darkness. Get ready for Mockbusters. But just one second, this is a comedy podcast. In each episode, our dynamic duo will be given a random genre, some film titles, and just a few short hours to put together the ultimate trailer for their creation. But by gosh, there's a twist. They'll also be receiving wild and wacky demands from their executive producers, which they are contractually obliged to abide by. So will their movie be thrown out as trailer trash or awarded the prestigious title of Mockbuster? Please welcome your hosts, Jack Ayers and Matthew Biddulph. Yo, what up? It's your boys from Mockbusters. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I've decided that's how we open the episode. Yo, now. what's up, Mockbusters? <laughs> Yo, what up, fuckers? <laughs> okay, well, let's not fuck about then, shall no. we? Let's, 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 let's get on. Shall we hear what we've got to work with, Jack? Yes, let's go over to our episode three guest, who's going to introduce themselves and tell us what our genre is for this week. Hello, I'm doctor and comedian Matt Hutchinson, and this week's theme is medical dramas. Medical drama. So this is a genre you typically more identify with TV, like... Grey's Anatomy, ER, yeah. Holby City, uh, House. Casualty, House. Yeah, there's there's a Scrubs. plethora. Scrubs has a plethora of medical drama TV. Can you think of any medical drama films? Well, I mean, there's stuff like, indirectly, there's things like Contagion. Yeah. In, in my eyes, anyway, as long as it's set. If it's got medicine in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, not just medicine. You know, you can't just have, like, someone take some paracetamol well, in that's, the third that's, act that's, of the film. That's my medical drama out the window. <laughs> but, yeah, anything I'd, I would say would count in this, as long as the main thread of the plot concerns in some kind of heavy way either the inner workings of medical practice yeah. or medical plot line so you could argue that doctor strange is a medical drama i would say that would be slightly tenuous because he's just a doctor oh oh um, he's just a doctor is he oh yeah yeah, he yeah. oh he's he just probably, a doctor <laughs> he probably does six minutes of doctoring and then like the rest of it is all strange what about the incredible hulk i mean uh, you're really great. Why? Why are you, why, you're just trying to, isn't it? You're trying to convert all these MCU films to medical dramas. I I just I can't help but feel that the MCU is at its heart just one big medical serial. It's the Marvel Cinematic Universe, not the medical cinematic universe. It's the medical containment unit. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you if you want to if you want to try and justify it that way, we'll see if our judge this week agrees with you because they do have some area of expertise in that uh, field. That they do, and obviously we'll we'll touch on that a little bit later when we bring him on. For now, Jack, should we have some titles? Yes, let's get into the titles. Hit me. Right, so we're going to do what we did last week, where I give you five titles that the plot device is so generously donated towards us and then you're going to give me a pre-existing film title that we can rework into a medical drama i am yes we still haven't asked for any any suggestions yeah so we've, we've completely we fucked it this season i'm <laughs> right let's see what we've got then right so first one out the gate medics and boys medics and boys okay it's okay. got medics in it hasn't it yeah 
Yeah, it's a bit on the nose, yeah. to my liking. Okay, right, next up, what we got? Men with four eyes. Men with four... Well, uh, yeah, okay, so that's um, very literal, that yep. one. I'm not sure there's any other way that you could take that. As a glasses wearer, I've been called four eyes plenty of times, so maybe that's... What's that's... the premise of the film, is just making fun of people with glasses? Well, it's just, it's, you know, it, it's a new spin on it. It's an optician drama. <laughs> Right, title number three, The Falling Wife. The Falling Wife. Yes. That indicates she hasn't actually been hurt yet. Yeah, she hasn't landed yet. She's still falling. So, But there's going to be a hell of a lot to clean up when she does land. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jack, I don't know how you want to take this one, mate, but title number four, Wet Princess. Wet. I can't help but notice... There's a theme emerging. Of, and it's all very wet. We've had, what was it, the, the stripped wizard. The then wet wizard. Ha- the wet wizard. Yeah. Now we've got the wet princess. And I've seen very few real films with the word wet in the title. So I don't know where the plot device is is getting this from. This no. is what the people want. Now this one I feel lends itself well to what I consider one of the tropes of the medical drama. And there's always... There's always love stories, isn't there? There's always love triangles between doctors, between patients, between doctors and patients. Well, it's an intense line of work. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, title number five, we have Visitor with a Cheeky Smile. (laughs) Visitor with a Cheeky Smile. Yep. Okay, so we are now going to go over and get a random movie genre from an existing film. And our task here is that we can recontextualise this title to be whatever we want it to be. But, as I say, it will be from an existing movie. Let's see what we get. Okay, your random existing film title is... The War with Grandpa. The War with Grandpa. That's a real film that exists. It is a real film. Again, not not one that I'm aware of. Okay, so I would say this week it's less less overtly funny titles. Yeah. Uh, owing some minor respects to the serious subject matter yes. that we're dealing with. Yes, it's, it's seemingly much more restrained this week. <gasps> Jack, I think, did you just get a text or, or like a Facebook a t- notification or something? Oh, it's a WhatsApp, yeah. Oh, it's a WhatsApp. Yeah, I've just remembered how bad you are at reading, so why don't you just show me the text you just received? Okay, yeah, th- there you go. Yeah, there it, you go. Oh, it says, Hi, hun. Got a great opportunity for you if if you want to give me a call back. Hi, hun? Yeah. Who is that? Yeah, well, it's, it's Who, clearly someone you know. Um, otherwise, Who did were... it say it was from? Uh, you know, like all, all texts, they have the name at uh, the top. So it so. said, Felicity... And then a bunch of butterfly emojis. What? Well, so I've saved that in myself. Yeah. So that's. I? I think it's clearly someone that you already know. Right. Felicity butterflies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I better just sort this out and give her a call. Back. Yeah. Sure. Sure. You do that. Hi, babes. Hello. Hello. It's it's me, your friend from from school, Felicity Dents. Uh, hun, I've got an amazing opportunity for you. Right. How would you like to be your very own boss and work in the hours that are convenient to you and and and, and just be a, a total boss babe? Uh, well, I mean, that really depends on what, what the job is that I'm going to be doing. I am a presenter at Wellgood Oils. Uh, we, we sell essential oils, 
right, which, which are just, they're, they're totally much better than traditional medicine um, or, or vaccinations or anything like that. Like, these contain all the essential oils and, and vitamins you need to live a healthy life. Um, and so I'm presenting you with an opportunity to join my team of fellow boss babes uh, and you can start recruiting, you can sell off your oils. Uh, and I know you're in the film industry, so I felt, you know, since you're doing a medical drama, you could do it all about... <laughs> you could replace all the medical equipment and medicines with these essential oils and really promote the, the, the wellness and, and, and health-boosting attributes of, of these oils and candles and other bollocks. Right. Okay. So, in in instead of the expensive MRI equipment, we're going to be using fucking crystals. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. Is that right? I forgot to mention crystals. Yeah, crystals. Yeah. Right. Well, um, I'm I'm really sure that our <laughs> our medically inclined guest later on is going to be very appreciative of your uh, what would you call it holistic methods? Uh, holistic, homeopathic, um, magic, psychopathic, um. You know, tr- you know, traditional, you know. That's, traditional magic. Yeah, traditional magic. <laughs> yeah, because right, I, well, I, I, think... I hate that kind of neo-magic. Well, because there's so you know... much stuff that you don't, you don't understand what, what is going into your body with, with hospital medicine. So, you know, I want to promote natural alternatives. And also I get okay. a fucking massive referral bonus. So right, uh, what what would you sort of describe your 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 title or your job description then? Uh, I am, Some kind of witch. Uh, I am or... I am a holistic homeopathic business owner, and it's great, Jack, because everyone that sees the film they're going to want to join your team, and so you'll get a referral bonus. Uh, it's it's called multi level management. It's brilliant. Oh, okay. So it's the pyramid scheme. No, 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 it's not a pyramid scheme. It's multi-level management. Okay, so, like, there's one big level yeah. on the bottom. Yeah. And then the level above it gets progressively smaller. Yeah, it's an, uh, it's so like that an it goes army in sort of, of boss babes, yeah. And then the levels keep getting smaller so that it sort of builds a triangle shape. Is that right? Uh, you could say that, yeah. Okay, but it's so not it's a not, pyramid scheme. No, it's more of a triangle scheme in reality, I suppose. It's multi-level management. Okay. Okay. Well, I, thank you, thank you, Miss Dense. I've yes. I've heard everything I need to, and I will set to work on creating your holistic Hollywood blockbuster. Amazing! I can't wait, hun. Okay. Thank you, Miss Dense. Bye. Oh my goodness. Uh, there's always one, isn't there? Well, I mean, at least <laughs> I, d- I I I went to go and say at least. But I didn't have anything to follow that up. <laughs> at least. At, at, at least. At least she didn't also kick me in the bollocks. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah, very like, true. Small victories. Maybe that comes later. You never know. Well, I hope not, because if I get kicked in the bollocks, the only treatment I'm going to receive is is some witch hazel. Someone's just going <laughs> to rub a crystal on your balls. <laughs> and it didn't work last time, so I've got no reason to believe that it'll work again. <laughs> Matt, is that I? I think that's um. I think that's your phone. Yep, going, it's just it? my phone. Yep, gonna go ahead and answer that now. Hello. Is that Matthew? Yeah, that's me. Is this a secure line? 
Sure. What I need you to do is get yourself some tin foil and wrap it around your head. Uh, okay. Uh, let me just get this tin foil, which I'm going to have to find a sound for later. Yep. Um, right, yeah, I've, I've done it. It's quite cold. Okay, good. I've done it too. It stops the government intercepting our brainwaves. Sure, sure it does, yeah. Okay. I got something very important to talk to you about, Matthew. Okay. I represent the anti-vaxxers of America. Oh, fuck's sake. And now, I got something that I gotta discuss with you. Is it about how vaccinations are bad by any chance? Basically, we have reason to believe that this whole vaccination process that we've been hearing about these last few months, it's, an, it's, it's a government-run scam. They're using it to... Bill Gates is using it to implant chips in all of us so that you can see where we're doing. Sure he is. Um, and he's not already doing that through your phone, social security no, number, can't do address. No, through my iPhone because I've got this tinfoil hat on. Sure. Have you wrapped your iPhone in tinfoil as well? Why would I, why would I want to wrap my iPhone in tinfoil? Well, to stop the government reading it, I would assume. But it's on my brain. Sure. Okay. Yep. Right. So Bill Gates wants to... And what does Bill Gates get out of injecting us with this vaccine? He can see what I do on my day-to-day life. I'm pretty sure he can do that through security cameras, your smartphone. I very uh, much value my independence and my freedom, Matthew. That's why I got rid of my surname. So what is your name? Travis. Travis. America. I got rid of my surname and replaced it with America because they use your surname to track you. Right. I will not be tracked by my surname, Matthew. What about your social security number, birth certificate, uh, home registration, they're all postal America. address? They're, they're all, all America. America. So yeah. when you get your bills delivered to you, they're just addressed to America? Yeah. They're all addressed <laughs> to America. So, right. Matthew, what I'm going to need you to do is I want you to make a film that will explain what will really happen if, uh, if the government is allowed to vaccinate people. So this is, the co- this is the COVID vaccination, I assume? Any vaccination. They're all the same, man. Really? They're what, in the that they they're eradicate putting... horrible diseases? They want to they combine all our brains and make them into one big supercomputer and use it to do maths. Evil Illuminati maths. They're doing it to all us humans because the lizard people, they, they, they want to they wanna control us so entirely that, that we can't even think for ourselves. They want to make me stupid. Sure, they want to make you stupid. All yeah. right, then, Mr. America. I just want to make sure we are word perfect here. Your executive, your exclusive executive producer demand is you want me to show what will really happen if people get vaccinated. The, the real truth. I, I want you to expose... Uh, I want you to blow this story wide open. Sure, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show exactly what this vaccination will do. I will show exactly what the masterminds behind this vaccination want from the British public, the American public, the yeah. worldwide population. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah, show, and I'm show, hanging show up. These, show these idiots And I'm hanging up. I'm hanging up right show, now, show Mr. Them America. what the vaccinations will do. I will. You bet your bottom dollar I will, and I'm hanging up. Travis America, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, esteemed country western singer, <laughs> Travis America. <laughs> okay, so we've got our demands, we've got our titles, we've got a few hours to put some bollocks together. <laughs> yes. So, 
with the power of editing. I will see you in just a few short seconds. See you in a bit. Hello and welcome back to episode three of season two of Mockbusters. I suppose we'd better just get into it, Matt. Yes, we shall. So, we've got a very, very special guest Joyce joining us this week. By day, he is a doctor, but by night, he is not only a comedian, but a damn good DJ as well. It is the one and only Matt Hutchinson. Hello, thanks very much for having me. I thought when he was teeing that up, you know, he was going to say, by day, a doctor, by night, He's still a still doctor. Still exactly. I still do that at night time sometimes as well. You know, it plays havoc. Give the man a day off. Exactly. Um, unfortunately, I should point out that two of my other jobs are defunct in the sense no one's really doing much comedy and no one is DJing at the moment. So I'm just a Lots doctor. Of doctoring, though. Yeah, yeah all doctoring. doctoring. Yeah, that's, you know, that is, that's a secure job at the moment. How does the world of comedy and science collide? How, how did that happen for you? I mean, everyone's looking for a niche, aren't they? They're scrabbling around going, in what way am I unique? How can I find my one uh, my one thing that no one else is doing? You've written a few articles for um, Huffington Post as well. I have, yeah. How did that come about? Again, desperation just to try and find another <laughs> string to one's bow. You know, one of those things, you know when you realise that there are two ways of succeeding, you can either be 10 out of 10 the best at something, or you can kind of be 7 out of 10 good at quite a few things. <laughs> uh, so I've tried to go with the latter career strategy. So I just was like, well, I'm a doctor, I think I'm funny-ish, funny enough, funnier than some of the people writing articles, so I just submitted a lot of things to them. They were like, yes, you can have a blog. So I think the biggest thing we can take away from all of this is you are vastly overqualified to be (laughs) judging. Yeah, it's funny you say about this 7 out of 10 thing, because I think that's that's really shed a light on on where we've been going wrong. Yes, yeah, we're like, just on, seven out of ten at one thing. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's you know you've got to find one other thing that you guys can do. But I mean, you know, I've listened to uh, some of the other episodes, or at least one of the other episodes, and the quality of the audio is very high. Oh, thank you. Uh, would you say at least a seven out of ten? At least I go okay, seven point five. Seven. At I, least, I, yeah. I reckon that's a collective score. They're like one of us has got three and a half out of ten, and the other one's got four out of ten. Matt, no matter how we how you look at it, that's upward mobility. Exactly. Take, to be fair, that, to be fair, that's the math. All right. So obviously we've got two film trailers for you this evening. You've chosen medical drama. Now mm-hmm. usually we ask people why they've chosen this category. This week I think it's pretty obvious. Obviously, I'm an authority. Exactly. So I thought I would discuss mine and Jack's thoughts on the category of medical drama because this is a category typically associated with tv shows so Grey's anatomy holby city casualty but we we spoke very briefly earlier on about how wide the medical drama spectrum can actually be because there's horror films like contagion so is silence of the lambs a medical drama because he's a psychiatrist yes it is yes we go ah yeah one flew over the cuckoo's nest as well i feel like that one's quite that one's quite obviously because yes. you know the setting of that justifies it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think. Okay. Human centipede. Uh, yes, yeah, the human that's, centipede. That's what body horror you'd call mm-hmm. that, I suppose. Yeah. Right. Would you like to hear what titles we've got this week? Oh, de- definitely. So, our first title was "Medics and Boys." The second title was "Men with Four Eyes." I said that like it had a question mark. Yeah, no, exactly. I was, I was, am I supposed to respond to it the, the four eyes? <laughs> it doesn't have a question mark at it. It's a statement. It's not asking. Yeah. It says, men <laughs> with four eyes. Title number three, The Falling Wife. Title number four, Wet Princess. <laughs> I mean, is that medical? Well. Well, you're the expert, Matt. I don't know. You'll have to tell us. Title number five, Visitor with a Cheeky Smile. I like that one. 
And our final title, which was one of a pre-existing film, The War with Grandpa. That's a real film, is it? That's a real real film. It came out this year. Are there any in there that are sticking out to you? Um, I mean, the most disturbing is clearly Wet Princess. (laughs) What do you envision with a Wet Princess, Matt? It's not so much what I envision, it's sort of the creepy person saying it, like the voice in which someone's saying that. Like, it's just like, you can't say that in a wholesome manner, can no, you? It's just you like, can't, just really isn't it's oh, it's a sort of wet the, princess. No, exactly, it's sort of more of a guttural grunt at the beginning of like... <laughs> wet princess. Yeah. <laughs> you say you're disgusted by that, but do you actually want to see it? Or is there one that you'd rather rather be made I mean I mean, trick. I feel like the falling woman feels quite abstract almost like an Isha painting described I like yeah, that yeah I could see that I could see that it's, it's quite highbrow so I can't imagine that it's been chosen but of course it wasn't as simple as just some film titles as well of course we had some demands from our executive producers Jack someone from your childhood got in touch with you didn't they from my childhood yes yes I distinctly remember <laughs> I you don't, rem- I don't remember that connection but, um, okay, I was called up by Essex's greatest export, Felicity Dents, who is the CEO, I believe, of Wellgood Oils. Yeah, she's a, she's a presenter. She's a presenter. Yeah, and Wellgood well Oils. Oils are basically a company that promote alternative medicine. Okay, my favourite. Um, so basically what she asked me to do was that all of the medical equipment in the film be replaced by alternative forms of medicine. Okay. Uh, why has she got such power over this production as an oil merchant? Well, as you know, oil magnates are very, very powerful and mm. influential. Yeah, she sold a lot of uh, evening primrose and yeah, finally yeah. she's cashing she's, in she crystals. Ha- she owns a massive yeah. um, tea tree mine. So, uh, yeah. that, that, and Very unethically mined, you know, the conditions down there. Diabolical. And she wanted to use the film to recruit people to her multi-level management position, didn't she, as well? Um, Did she? Yeah, I'm pretty sure she did. I'm pretty sure she was very clear that it was not a pyramid scheme, Mm -hmm. that it was an MLM, and she wanted your film to help recruit fellow presenters for this amazing opportunity to sell Well Good Oils. Um, Maybe that happened. Uh, (laughs) I'm hoping it didn't. I am sensing a connection between our approaches to our films this week. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I, that, may, maybe that's in my film. Maybe I forgot about it. Well, we'll have to see. Maybe we? your ethics triumphed, and you didn't want to. Yeah, yeah, my. Uh, that's the reason. Jack's, Jack's famous ethics and yeah, good my, morals. My, yeah, my favourite moral, iron-clad morals. You look trustworthy to me. I mean, that's you know. Trust me, I'm a doctor. So thank you. Thank oh, you. There you go so. then. And Matt, you had a call from a certain someone as well, didn't you? Yes, I had an international call from a man called Travis America, who who is what I'd, I forgot what the group he's an affiliate with, but it's um, was it like the American Anti Vaxxers Association or some? Essentially, yeah. Essentially, yeah. So basically, um, and I think it's very important that I I describe this in great detail. <laughs> so he went on a big tirade about anti-vaxxers and how how covid's a big hoax and the vaccine's going to be made by bill gates to control us all that sort of thing uh he went on a big so far so true yeah i i I let him go (laughs) i let him i let him just kind of go on for a bit are you happy using your medical platform to um to to propagate (laughs) to to propagate the uh the gate gate exactly hopefully your uh, your listeners appreciate irony otherwise i'm doomed (laughs) otherwise (laughs) 
NHS will be straight on the phone. Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, So he went on this big tirade, and then separately, I felt, he said, I want your film to show what would really happen if we had a COVID vaccine. And I think it's really important that I was very, very clear in how he worded that. So, knowing what you know about what we had to work with this week, Matt, is there any particular trailer you would like to hear first? Oh, um, I would like to hear Jack's first. Okay, prepare yourself for a journey. <laughs> so, after some ado, here is my film trailer. Breaking news. The virus commonly known as The Visitor has swept across much of the Eastern Hemisphere. The infection, famous for being both gruesomely painful and leaving a cheeky smile on the faces of his victims, shows no sign of slowing. Mr. President, sir? What is it? We got a lot of work to do. The United Nations has declared an international state of emergency, and every country from around the globe is legally required to provide a series of medically trained health professionals to help combat the virus. Listen, I don't trust all of this fake science, okay? The doctors have had weeks to sort this problem, and they haven't. They've chosen not to, against my wishes. Sir, the global community will be looking to us to set a precedent about who to send. We won't be sending any more smelly doctors. We will be sending some patriotic people, the best people that we have. And they will do a much better job than the doctors could have ever done, because they're the best people. Yes! Oh my god, we're here! Wow! So exciting! Absolutely amazeballs! Guys, like, this is literally gonna be the best gap year ever. Everyone, please stay focused and remember that we are here to provide medical support to the UN during an actual humanitarian crisis. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. But when we're not doing that, I'm just suggesting we crack open a couple of tinnies, get a little bit skewy with, and then buy a one-way ticket on the banter bus. How far are we from Thailand? I'm supposed to be meeting one of my friends for a moon party. All hands on deck! We've had over a hundred patients coming in the last half hour alone. We can't cope! Excuse me, sir. Are you okay? You don't look very well. I think I'm dying! Yeah, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm dying when my chakras are out of alignment. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to use this amethyst to clear your third eye, and then you should be way better. The vascular damage is too severe. We need to operate now. Hang on a bit, though, because I had a really bad leg one time, and I got acupuncture, and it sorted it right out. <coughs> Am I going to die? Oh, I don't want to die. I feel like you're giving off quite negative energy right now. I'm not getting the best vibes, and... To be honest, I think your aura could be a little bit toxic. So I'm going to go off now and just do some positive affirmations for my own peace of mind. And then I'll come back and I'll fluff your aura. And hopefully a more positive attitude will have manifested itself within you. We need morphine in here. Stat! So I couldn't find any morphine, but I could find some tea tree and ginseng extract, which works really well as an antioxidant. This is an emergency. Who has moved the defibrillator? Sorry, I had to move it so I could put down my Himalayan salt lamp. So I was thinking, you know these drip thingies? What if I was just to put, like, protein shake in there and, like, absolutely make the most of it and just be, you know, like, stacked with, like, hashtag hospital games? So I led this guided meditation class and this one guy liked it so much that he just lay there with a big smile on his face. He's clearly just fucking died, Stacey. In my opinion, honestly, that's quite selfish. Visitor. With a cheeky smile. 
So, so there we go. That was Visitor with a cheeky smile. I, I have to say, possibly my most tenuous link to the title at this point. I should point out, I think I went to medical school with the posh guy in that. Oh, good. Yeah, well, well basically, he was he was one of the, the representatives from Britain. Obviously, you heard Donald Trump there at the beginning decide that he wasn't going to send any trained medical professionals because mm-hmm. um, he believes that they've been... They, he believes they get paid when someone dies. I mean, t- and, that, I mean, you say that as a joke, but there's an element of truth to that. So there's this weird, odd foible of uh, British medical practice where if someone gets cremated, you uh, have to go and certify that it's safe to cremate them. Anyone who dies in a hospital, and because weirdly that's not part, like it's a thing you're performing for the funeral home, you get paid about 80 quid for doing that. What, so you get like a cremation commission? Yeah, it's called Ashcash. That is really interesting. Yeah, that's he- amazing. What happens if it's unsafe to be then cremated? They don't get cremated. So, I mean, it's, it's basically checking that. So, basically, if you put a pacemaker or certain types of pacemaker in a cremation, I guess, oven, um, they explode. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah. So it's it's safety for the um, the cremation supervisor rather than safety for the yeah. Of course, then. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Matt, I'm really curious to know your opinion on alternative homeopathic treatments as a medical professional. With most, with some 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 alternative medicines are an alternative to medicine and are perfectly valid, I guess. Whereas, but so, in the same way that dying is an alternative yeah, to medicine. True. Other more vague ones, it's like, yeah, fine, if you want to do that and believe that, that's absolutely fine. But when you start trying to say, this is scientifically what is happening, that's where I probably start using the B word. So would it be fair to say that you wouldn't be entirely behind the methodology of using crystals to heal a deadly infection? You're not going to do much harm with a crystal. So, you know, medicine plus crystals, probably fine. We're actually using the crystals to dig out the um the virus the the, the deadly virus from from yeah. the patient's lungs well because you know um, we know that the viruses are attracted to shiny things so yeah just Much hold like it over magpies it. Yeah. yeah so i want to talk about a little bit more about the company well good oils yeah it's come under a lot of criticism famously because it's a very dodgy shady company uh, like most pyramid schemes just peddling a bunch of cheap fake shite did you not think to look into that before you started frankly matt it it wouldn't have made much difference if i'd researched it or not because um well basically they have my family and (laughs) if you know i i i shudder to think what might happen to to my loved ones if i was to go against the oil magnates if they were to fall ill while under custody they would have only been treated with some very, very concentrated eucalyptus oil. And a creatine drip. And a creatine yeah. shake. They'll yeah. be just really stacked corpses. Yeah, yeah, with very with very clear sinuses. Yeah. Sure. But, you know, I guess in, in Jack's defence as well, I mean, are they any worse than Big Pharma, man? Oh, no. shit. Yeah. We've got it from oh. an actual doctor here. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's fine. I'm, I'm on shaky ground here because you know, you know I've, I've eaten the lunches, I've taken the pens, so I'm, I'm tainted. But still, what are, what are they putting in the lunches, Matt? So I mean, it depends what they're selling, basically. But you know, if they're really trying to really trying to hawk something expensive, you know, you might get Domino's pizza for lunch. Oh, I, mean, so I, that, I feel see- like I feel like that quote is going to be taken. Um, is going to be taken out of context and is going to be in some Brexit of speech course. three yeah, years yeah, down yeah. the line where it's like the NHS is being spent exclusively on Domino's yeah. pizzas. I know, but this is, no, this is, uh, this, no, but this is like when drug companies are trying to court 
uh, medical department. So they, they, this is used to be more of a problem, but now there are quite strict rules as to what they are and aren't allowed to do. But like back in the day, unfortunately before my time, you'd have people being taken on ski holidays by drug companies in the hope that they might buy some more of their medicines. Whereas now they were like, this probably is in no way ethical. So there's quite strict rules now about how much a drug company can spend on the lunch per person for people attending a meeting. But I think they probably do bend the rules slightly. You heard it here first. You heard folks. it here first, exactly. This is so basically, exposure. Matt, I exactly. feel like this is a really good time to let you know that Mockbusters isn't a real podcast. It's investigative <laughs> journalism, the fake shake. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Matt's going to pull his face off and he's yeah. actually Laura Koonsberg. It's me, <laughs> Koonsberg. But then I pull a mask off. He's actually decided, Jeremy Yeah, Hunt. exactly. <laughs> Shit, all this time. Double crossed. <laughs> the junior doctors were undercover the yeah. entire time. Yeah. You don't sting me, I sting you. Damn. <laughs> Dr. Hutchinson. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've always wanted that to happen. Um... <laughs> Do you have any further questions, sir? Uh, no, I don't have any further questions. I'd just like to commend you on uh, the uh, the creation of a new set of symptoms. You know, the cheeky smile. I mean, it could have gone a very different route. The, the visitor with the cheeky smile. Is, why has he got a cheeky smile? What's he been up to? Yeah. It's yes. not really much of yes. a much of a pandemic, is it? If your worst symptom is that you smile a bit cheekily. No, but you're also dead. You're also dead, oh, yeah. <laughs> so you die yeah. with a cheeky smile. That was, that was number two on the list of symptoms. Number one was death. Oh, right. So okay. Sure, sure. You just die... But you look very. You look like you've just had a Nando's after yeah. you've done it. You you're look quite, great at the funeral. It's quite, yeah, an inappropriate open casket. You're just like, look, have you seen that? Um, that is actually a trend. Uh, is it bespoke embalming? So people being embalmed in positions that represent their sort of favourite things to do in life. So you're having people embalmed in sort of like lazy boy chairs, grinning, holding a beer with the remote in their hand and stuff. That's so wild, Jack. I just want you to know, as your friend. I will actively, if anything happens to you, God forbid, that is exactly what I will go for. It sounds like a where, threat. Where would, where would, where <laughs> if would you I... win this season of Marvel, <laughs> yeah, you're getting embalmed that's next what week. You've got yeah. to look forward to. What position would I choose, though? I don't know. Just probably just being in a pub at the moment. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just, yeah, that's just, aspirational. Just have me put in the corner of a pub, which is ironic because you're also likely to die there at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if if I ever get embalmed. This goes out to the Albany pub in Roth, Cardiff. If you would leave a seat open, I would like to sit there uh, and, until either you or I rots to the ground. You could be Very like an good. elaborate cup holder. So you know, someone puts their pint in your hand, just drinks from it slowly. That's my yeah. last wish. If anything happens to me, my dying wish is that Jack has to be my cup holder at my funeral. <laughs> oh, God. God, this is morbid. I, I don't know, know why as well, but you're, you're making the assumption that I'm definitely going to die before you. No, I said that's my last wish at my funeral, is that I want you, as but a I... living person, to spend my entire funeral just perched there next to my casket, <laughs> holding my beer that I'm too dead to drink. <laughs> well, we'll see, won't we? We'll see. <laughs> okay, I just want to add something very quickly because I feel like it 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 does shine a light on 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 the film as a whole. Um I, you've heard one of our main recurring characters with Stacy, we're very excited and that we do have Paris Hilton signed on to take the role. Right, well I'm I'm definitely not interested now then. Donald Trump, Paris Hilton, it's Touting a pyramid scheme. This is this is uh, the oh yeah, polar uh, opposite of anything I want to see. You probably heard Lawrence Fox in there as well. The fake tan budget is going to be insane. 
Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Basically, what I tried to do was was cast entirely the most dislikable and despicable humans that I could. Not. Huh. I feel like Paris Hilton's been has, has been shortchanged there. I feel like she's not despicable. <laughs> I feel like Trump and Lawrence Fox are on a different level to Paris Hilton. Yeah, I mean, she's yeah. Just, is... She's just funny. That's right. fair. Right. For me, no further comments. No, I'm good. Great. Lovely. Great. Thank you for sharing that with us, Jack. Um, Thank I'm you. sure that's going to make many a boss babe <laughs> across the UK if that gets seen. Now for something potentially very different. So just as a very quick refresher here. So this was commissioned by the American Anti-Vax Association who just wanted to show what would really happen if there was a COVID vaccine. It changed our lives. The COVID-19 outbreak today has officially been declared a global pandemic. It broke our spirit. Well, you must stay indoors unless you need to go to work or enjoy 50% off your creamy mash at Nando's. But there awakened something spectacular. If you ask me, there's something fishy going on here. A group of radicals wised up to an enormous conspiracy. I will not wear this muzzle anymore. I will not be silenced. A global movement. The government wants to control us. Bill Gates wants to find a vaccine to track our every move. COVID was made in a lab. We will not be led like lambs to the Saudi. But of course, that was complete bollocks. Yes, as of today, there are officially no lockdown measures in place as a result of the almost total eradication of COVID-19. In other news, Bill Gates today spoke about the conspiracy linking him with the vaccine. He said, I literally could not give any less of a fuck about your weekly Asda shop and occasional holidays to Mallorca. But when everyone else had come to their senses... One group of dense bastards just wouldn't let go. Breaking news. A group of angry pensioners have chained themselves to every entrance of a nearby hospital and are threatening to gob on anyone that tries to pass through. The Great Resistance Against Needles Deploying Poison Association, or Grandpa, are protesting the COVID-19 vaccine. Police and doctors are negotiating with them in order to get them to fuck off. You show me one bit of evidence that this vaccine works then. I have this collection of binders. Oh, you need to wise up and do your own research. Mr Brown, I spent years at med school and have a master's in epidemiology. Well, you shouldn't believe everything they teach you at school and on the internet. That's why I get mine news from reputable sources such as the Daily Mail. An intense standoff. All I'm saying is the bubonic plague disappeared without a vaccine, didn't it? Yes, because everyone died, you geriatric swats. With stakes at an all-time high. It's hopeless, Doctor. They're immune to logic. Well, at least they're immune to something. All hope seemed lost. It's like playing chess with a pigeon. You could be the greatest chess player in the world, but they'd still shit all over the board and march around triumphantly. 
This was all a conspiracy to sell more toilet paper. Bill Gates wants to track when I'm getting me nails done. This is a cover-up by the EU to sabotage Brexit. 5G towers have given me erectile dysfunction. Nobody can get in. Nobody can get out. Lives are at peril because of Brian and Meryl in... The War with Grandpa. Coming soon. I, uh, I, I, honestly, I wasn't expecting you to pick the war with Grandpa, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you've, uh, you've proved that you can recontextualize films like that, and it, I just it felt will work. You know, if one of us was going to do it, it had to be me. I felt, you know, because you hate old people. Yeah. N- no, I want to make that very clear. So, <laughs> Grandpa isn't referring to the fact that they're all old. Gr- anyone could join Grandpa but any I mean, age. They, they were all old, though. They, they just happened. Well. I would argue that that's ageist, saying that they all sound old, because the first voice you heard <laughs> was actually a 23-year-old who just smokes very heavily. Okay, fair enough. I, I so stand corrected. I very obviously teed this up so that I could do what I wanted with it to show the real truth of a COVID vaccine. Yeah. And made an entire film about shutting down anti-vaxxers. Nice, that's a good tactical well, move. I, I, I healed someone with a with an amethyst in my one, so... But wasn't that an accident, though? Weren't you trying to cure someone with an amethyst and you yeah. just yeah, killed it did, them? Yeah, it didn't work, but I tried. And I feel like that stands up in all medical tribunals as well. Yeah, of course. I, yeah, did, sure. I, had a, I had a bloody good stab at it. That's literally, literally a stab, often. Yeah. yeah. Isn't I, that the problem, good... is that you stabbed them with the amethyst? Yeah, yeah but I had a go, Matt. And that's not valued enough these days. You know, they're always talking about, like, medical negligence, striking people off. He had a go. Exactly. He had a go with a with a, with a rock, and it might not have worked. He's a serial negligent with a heart of gold. Have you read many reports like that, Matt? Just like, yeah, he killed him, but he had a bloody good go. Yeah, and the cheeky smile was really what helped him, you know, stay off the malpractice register. <laughs> always a real heartbreaker. Killed lots of patients, but he's, oh God, he's... Uh, literally a heartbreaker. He's, good. he's literally a heartbreaker. Yeah. He's been breaking their hearts in two with his amethyst. <laughs> uh, well, I've almost got so many questions, Matt, that I, I don't know where to start like what were there any specific casting choices you had in mind for any of these celebration of the best of british which i've definitely thought about prior to this question yeah sounds like you know lots of british actors yes yeah, so we've got benedict cumberbatch he's in there everyone right. loves benny uh eddie redmayne what a charmer we've got academy award winner olivia coleman none of these sound like fitting for what i heard what as doctors I mean, I, I'm very... I, I can't really recall many Doctors that I actually heard. It seemed well, more, that's it seemed on, more that's of on a you for not being able to pay attention properly, Jack. It seemed to me you lived your life like a candle... No, it seems to me... <laughs> <laughs> it seems to me that the, the spotlight was firmly on Grandpa as opposed to the medical community. Well, of course, Can Elton you... John is in it as well. Elton John, nice. Yeah, Elton John's in. I wonder where you got that from. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's an all-star cast, you know. Then you've got Michael Caine, you've got Brian Cox, Judy Dench. What, expensive are, are cast. They, are they playing members of Grandpa? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so really playing against type then. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Interesting. So are there any in this film going to be old people on the side of good, just for balance? Yes, yes I thought that was, that was very important, yeah. Morality 
isn't black and white. There are grey areas. And I wanted to get the entire monochrome spectrum in this film. When you say grey, are you talking about hair colour? Nice. Yes. Yes, I am. Of course. Okay. Interesting. There's Oh, there's loads of silver foxes in this as well. Philip Schofield, yeah. Paul Hollywood. But the Hollywood handshake's not very COVID safe. No, it's not. It's it is not. because he wears a glove this time. Yeah, but he's also spitting. He's not spitting. He's got a mask on. I, I'm pretty sure while he's ha- he grabs your hand, then he holds it really hard. <laughs> is that what he does on Bake Off? So he can't let go. And then he's just going, and just spitting all over you. So he just goes, yeah, well done, mate. He just gobs all over your Star Baker Award. <laughs> um, well, well I, yeah, I, I've got, I've got nothing more. No, I mean nothing. nothing I think that was, a, it was an illustrative uh, thing. I mean, I, it felt very familiar. Is all I'm saying. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. Accuracy, accuracy is what I was going for. Yeah. So, Doctor Hutchinson, it's time for the pitch fight. We'll each take turns to have thirty seconds each, uninterrupted, to really, really sell you our film. Is there anyone you would like to hear first? Um, I guess just to refresh my memory, uh, Jack could go first again. Good, Very well. good. I, I've, I was hoping that for that. You're hoping for that. He says convincingly. With <laughs> I, I was hoping for that as I slowly and <laughs> protractedly get up my timer so that I can think of something to say. Okay, three, two, one. Dr. Hutchinson, I will address you by your medical profession. Oh, thank you very much. There is so much that can be learned and gleaned from the art of crystals. Uh, you can heal so many different types of infection. Please, please bear that in mind as you move forward. And they have my family, Dr. Hutchinson. Please, if they, if I don't win this week, they said that they will kill them all. They'll treat them all with tea tree oil. I, I, I have to go. I have to go. That's time. Pretty convincing. Okay, now for my rebuttal. So, three, two, one. Medical accuracy, drama, esteemed British talent. The stakes are high, and the world is watching. It's a feel good film. It promotes good hygiene, it promotes learning, education. It is accurate, it is enjoyable, it is not trying to recruit, recruit you to an MLM, 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 a pyramid scheme, and also Jack's family are perfectly safe, they just sent me a picture. I feel as though 12 seconds of that was Matt saying MLM. <laughs> MLM. MLM. In my defence, this was a massive beer. Exactly, it's, it's, it's greased the wheels. It's a big beer. <laughs> it's greased the wheels too. I've got too much grease on my wheels. Exactly. It's very oily, you could say, if anything. Yes, yes. So, the oil gets everywhere. Very good. <laughs> okay. So, Dr. Hutchinson, in Mockbusters Season 2, Episode 3, whose film have you chosen as this week's Mockbuster? I have chosen... Matt's War with Grandad or Grandpa. Yes! Yes! Take that! I'm so sorry, Jack. I'm on the up bounce. I can't say that I'm surprised, in all honesty. <laughs> I did enjoy yours very much, Jack. I feel I feel as though, you know, you you have a responsibility as a trained medical professional not to propagate the, the kind of misinformation that is generated by trying to heal a uh, lethal infection uh, with a rock from a volcano. 
This is very true, although I guess also I could be uh, causing myself a problem by voting for potentially one that might anger a lot of my key demographic. So, you know, <laughs> my money's in the greys, so I could be making a rod for my own back here. Matt, thank you so much for joining us this week. This year has been a really complicated, really strange, really testing time. And at the forefront of that, of course, is our wonderful NHS. So it is an incredible pleasure to have a representative of the NHS on our podcast. So thank you, Matt, for the, for the work you do day in day out it's it's really really remarkable and it's an, it's just an absolute pleasure to have you on ah thank you very much that's very nice i appreciate that very much and it's been a great time and it's no sweat of course now by your own admission you don't particularly use your socials that often no I, I, I came across it this week when someone at a gig was like where can i find you at social media it's like i mean you can look there's nothing there because <laughs> i did do one gig this week and then i was like just it's not just don't bother just whack your whack your address on here then I yeah guess. exactly just, just, just turn up just turn up i'll just i'll perform on the front step you know, I'm desperate for an audience. Very good. Very um, no, good. I mean, I do have Twitter. I've got a tw- so my Twitter is I think it's at Hutch underscore up. I maybe tweet once a month. But you've also got SoundCloud as well. Obviously, we've been able oh, to yeah, demonstrate that you have doctoral knowledge, and of course, that mm-hmm. you are very funny. But obviously, we, we didn't really get much of a chance to showcase that you are in fact musically gifted as well so where can we find some of your material so i think again the soundcloud there's a link on my twitter but i believe my link is soundcloud.com forward slash m hutchinson um but you know you can get there from my twitter or just google me i'm more keen for people to go and listen to that actually than any of the comedy i've done well there you go then my parents hate it when i describe myself i would consider myself more of a dj first comedian second doctor third So, playing us out, we have one of Matt Hutchinson's original mixers. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, any title suggestions, genre suggestions, just want to say something nice to us or nasty, you can follow us on our socials at MockbustersPod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, even TikTok. Or if you want to get in touch with us directly, you can email us at MockbustersPodcast at gmail.com. Yes, so please do, because as we are moving into the rest of the season, we do increasingly need more and more title suggestions. We are finally getting around to it so hopefully from this point onwards we will have some more suggestions because we've actually remembered to ask for them until next time i've been matthew biddle i've been jack Ayres, and we've been joined by matt hutchinson players out thank you very much